Hello and welcome to the studio. I'm Lee Sellers and we're going to be talking about sustainability principles for every business. And this roundtable is sponsored by Cisco. I'm joined by Dax Grant, CEO of Global Transform, by Giles Lindsay, who's CTO and business agility coach of Nimbler, and by Matt Mallett from the UK Space Agency, he's CDIO. Um, could I start with you, Dax? What are the sustainability principles you are most interested in for your business? It's uh, a very good question. Um, in terms of sustainability, really, we're looking at broader principles rather than any, any one particular area at the moment. A lot of the focus of our business is around um, leadership behaviours. And a lot of that is around looking at how to combine both effective behaviours in terms of working to do the right thing, building that wider and broader societal view, but also realising that um, sustainability is not an either or with commerciality. Um, all of these things can be brought together. So that congruence of leadership is really where we're focusing in terms of key principle first. Well, thank you for that. That's interesting. Congruence. Um, Giles, could I ask you the same question? Yeah. sustainability principles? I, I agree with Dax. There's no sort of either-or thing with sustainability. But for me, I, I've always thought of it as sort of the three pillars behind it. There's obviously environmental. There's obviously the social, which obviously is the people, the teams, and the leadership as well. But then there's also the governance. Yeah. Uh, and the governance and the sort of, you know, making sure that we are dealing with that sustainability properly. And Matt, could I ask you the same thing? What are the sustainability principles in your view? I think we both Giles and Dax have covered off the key ones. From our point of view, um, to build on those, um, I think it's for us, it's very key to use um, satellite information to educate and provide data that can provide evidence of damage that we've already done, the sustained damage we continue to do, and how we should be looking to address it and what's effective and what's not. Okay, so those are the principles. Um, how is it working in practice, Dax? <laughs> There's always more work to do in that area, isn't there? So my, my honest view is um, now we've got a connected world through digitization. There's a huge opportunity um, to bring folks together under the whole um, sustainability agenda. How we do that, as we all know, once you add people into a conversation, it takes longer. And it's really about how globally and locally uh, we start to build those sustainable teams and create um, self-organising groups as well within um, the commercial world, but also bringing together the government and key stakeholders across the world so that we start to focus on fewer, better things and get into very defined action plans with goals. And, and who is responsible for sustainability? I mean, obviously it starts at the top, but then... Who else? <laughs> I don't know anyone that isn't really. So uh, we've all got uh, a role and responsibility. And, and personally, I'm most educated by my children who come home with, with the best sustainability principles in the world. And they're very practical as well. So uh, I do believe if, if you start with the next generation, they will grow. But we um, as a community and as leaders in society um, have that responsibility both day to day in terms of immediate action but also the onus to look on the medium to long term. Thank you. And, and Giles, what about you? How do you put those principles of ESG into action? Uh, it's 
you know, we're scratching the surface. I think, you know, there's a, a long way to go. Um, small company I'm at at the moment, and it's trying to do its best. It's trying to do its carbon footprint tracking as well, trying to understand, you know, where that spend is coming from. We're even looking at it. We had a conversation earlier about hybrid and cloud. And even in that space, we're looking to work with partners who, you know, have sustainability as one of their core tenets as well. Uh, so we're only at the start of this journey on the sustainability piece, trying to understand, you know, you know how we're going to go about doing this. The thing is, though, as Dak said, the responsibility is across the entire organisation. It's not just the the CEOs or the CFOs' responsibility. Neither just mine. This is something which goes right the way across the whole organisation. Yeah, I think that's an important point, isn't it? Yeah. Including everybody. And Matt, would you say this the same? Putting those principles yeah. into practice. From our perspective, it's one of our strategic principles. So everyone within the organisation signed up to it. Um, you know, it's a massive area. It, it's challenging for all of us. Um, but because of uh, who we are, we're trying to drive it through our third party supply chain as well and influence our supply chain to be more sustainable in their approaches and award business based on more sustainable solutions. But it's a long time. We're not, we're not naive to that. Um, who is responsible in your organization apart from you? How do you engage employees? Or do you find they're easily engaged? So everyone's in your business in space, maybe they are. Yes. So do you get pressure bottom up? You talked about your children and employees. Do you find it easy to engage employees in sustainability principles? Yeah, I think it's, you know, as I said, small small business, everybody is more conscious about it. Everybody wants to do their part. Uh, I've got to say, you know, ever since this has become a, you know, a thing in the workplace, there's not been resistance to it. It's not like there's some sort of, you know, new change happening. So for me, I think it's easy. It's an easy conversation. Everybody wants to do their part uh, in improving, you know, something that's either, as I said earlier, environmental, social amongst themselves, or in terms of something that actually has an impact for the business. It's an easy conversation, but what about um, what are the challenges, if you like, of implementing sustainability policies? Sometimes there's cost involved with it as well. And so sometimes you've got to suddenly sort of weigh up that inherent cost of doing something that's sustainable over and above actually trying to obviously impact the, the bottom line of the organization as well. So, uh, you know, it, there's a trade-off, shall we say. But for us, it's just this learning curve. It's quite a steep learning curve for us as well. But um, it, it's one that I think everybody is actually quite happily taking. Uh, can you tell us any specifics, uh, uh, any of you really, about what what you're implementing in sustainability terms? So I'm happy to jump in. Um, we're looking at how we can reclaim the satellites in space um, and any large pieces of debris that are presently floating in the vacuum of space circulating the Earth. So for us, that's a big one is about reducing the amount of um, debris that's in space at present time, because there's over a million items over a centimetre in space, um, over a, a million items, one centimetre in size floating in space at the moment, between eight and 25,000 kilometres per hour. 
thing is, it's so cool talking about space stuff. We could just talk about that, couldn't we, all the time? The debris, I'm really pleased to hear it. Um, and you're using, obviously, technology to get there. Um, Dax, you were going to say, how, how are you implementing things in practice? Yeah, so we work with a number of um, FTSE organisations at the moment, and the focus is really, um, as, as sort of Matt said, really around the supply chain and looking at how to um, instill um, the principles at a very grassroots level. So um, actually, when you start to get into that at a board level, um, the implications are quite profound because it, it means changing the assessment framework for who you work with. And, you know, the new norm now is, is organisations that are adhering to and are leaders in these principles in a practical sense are going to be looked at differently within the supply chain. So that's one area that's very, very important. The other side of it is also working um, practically from a governance perspective so that there is the accountability and check and balance on all of these decisions. And that is something at a, at a board governance level uh, and then through the organisation as to how that information is shared back through that set of organisations. So that's quite a, a cultural piece um, that a number of boards are now interested in. Well, thank you for that. Um, I just want to go back to employees for a minute. How much comes from the bottom up? I mean, you've, uh, we've talked already about this. Employees and children, are they, um, are they shaping the future? As well as C-suite down, are you getting um, pressure, a good pressure from bottom up? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, the sort of the, the younger generation, the millennials who are now in in the workplace, they're the ones who really probably are genuinely pushing for this to happen. You know, I've been you know, working for 26, 27 years, uh, and it wasn't a thing 20 years ago. It wasn't a thing 10 years ago. You know, so this is something which has really happened in obviously the last few years. And the last two companies I've worked at, it's been something that's actually been really uh, important to the the graduates, the new joiners within the organisation, um, they want to see this happening. They want they don't want us to see us just spending stuff willy nilly, massive carbon footprint, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they care. There's an environmental impact that they care about. I think I think they really do. I remember being at the BBC and they abolished waste paper bins. We had to recycle or not use paper. I've still got bits of paper and get into trouble for it. But do you find the same, Dax, that you, you get um, pressure from below? Um, I get inspiration from inspiration. below. That's inspiration. That's my special word. <laughs> inspiration because, um, you know, the mindset of, of the next generation is so open. It's very much an ab abundance culture. And they're looking at things in different ways. So I love to learn from that sort of experience. But also... Um, you know, they're very fact-based because they will go online, they will go and discover what the facts are, what the data is, and they will come back with actually points of data that suddenly enlighten you. And, and then you kind of go, actually, these actions we were taking before, they actually aren't a good thing for the environment, so we need to change. And the way they bring that awareness through um, is very, very strong in society today. So the more that we can encourage that, I believe that's only a force for good. So we can learn from them and get inspired by them. Is it the same with you, Matt? I'm sure it is. All, yeah, all the space I, I, age kids. I would say yes, but very much. You know, we're, um, it's a bottom-up inspiration. Um, I think the only difference is a lot of people talk about millennials and Gen Z as being ones that are doing it. I'm happy to say that it's a lot of baby boomers and Gen X. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously we, we you, you, usually there's a lot older staff 
um, because obviously space does take, you know, it's a, it's a longer burn on your career before you see the outcomes of all your work and all the fruition. Um, doesn't mean the millennials and Gen Zs don't have an active role in it, but I'm really, what blew me away when I joined was how many baby boomers and, and um, Gen Xs were passionate about making a difference because we've been pulling the satellite data now for over a decade and we've seen what we've been doing to the earth and it's horrific. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that every, every person within the organization is quite inspiring when you get a chance to sit down and talk to them about it. And the passion is obviously, it's not just about space, it's about the earth and, and making the best of the earth. Well, thank you for that. That's, that's very inspiring. Um, can I ask you all, what is a priority in terms of sustainability for 2023? Uh, for me, I'd like to see more governance. I'd like to see sort of more standardization, something that we can adopt and follow. Um, you know, it would be great if we could aspire to a new ISO standard around, you know, uh, sustainability and actually be sort of called out for it and make sure that we're actually doing it. And someone comes along and actually says, no, you really are. This is, you know, you're achieving what you've set out to do, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think there's enough, you know, real governance out there. I think there's different levels uh, of sustainability in organizations today. Some aren't even doing anything about it at all. So I, I just would love to start seeing some sort of level Level of governance starting to be taught, thought of or talked about properly. So more regulation. Yeah. So you've got benchmarks and so on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah things yeah. to aspire to. Yes. Good. Um, Dax, what about you? What would you wish for 2023? Well, certainly regulation. Absolutely. Um, and it's a combination. So for me, you know, what I'm seeing at the board table now is a trend of the environmental net zero, but making that very practical and making that very much an in-year commitment. Um, there's also the benefit, and, and, and we've talked about different generational um, thought process coming together, but actually the um, inclusion, uh, I know we talk about diversity, but the inclusion agenda, and, and that's not only from a, a gender perspective or a um, social mobility perspective, but actually how do we combine the views in society to get the best ideas in order to implement? Um, I do believe that's key. And, you know, the, the final part I would say is uh, being very distinct um, in the brainstorming side of all of these things and, and being very clear in the, um, you know, we decide and then we deliver. So having that um, self-disciplined approach and um, the balance in terms of the societal systems that sit around that, I do believe that will drive real traction on the ground with real results that we can talk about that have impact to the world. Mm. Thank you. And Matt, um, your hopes for 2023, you're going to zap all that debris in the sky. Love that. Yeah, what else? Well, I think it'll take me longer than 2023 to capture yeah, all it could of it. Do. But certainly, yeah, you know, by 2030, I, I hopefully we would have reduced that footprint um, quite a lot. I like um, Giles's um, ISO standards. You know, um, over the last couple of years, we, we've built um, a tech carbon impact wiki that's also on LinkedIn. As, obvious, as well as Wikipedia, where we've tried to put in models and standards. And what I'd really like to see is those standards being used or improved upon to actually create a standard that all big companies and consumers use so that we can start rating these companies. 
and especially the big names that we all know, Amazon, Google, Google and Microsoft, you know, I'd like them to all be transparent and grade their data so that we can measure it accurately instead of having to be a rocket science to understand, you know, scientists to understand what they're actually producing. Um, because a couple of them are very vague in the way it's produced. Um, I'd like to see promotion of the supply chain where the third parties are actually leveraging renewable energy already. Yeah. And penalizing those that don't use renewable energy. Um, those are the sort of things that I wish for. Um, my actual own priority is, is working and looking at investigating, um, moving forward for data centers in space. Um, data centers are a massive carbon out. But, you know, all we've done is we, we're drawing it all together so that we can see it better. Now, now that we can see the real picture of how much carbon emissions are created by managing and creating data centers, if we can move those into space, we're going to take away a lot of the challenges that we have now. Oh, that's so interesting, <laughs> moving data centers around. Um, has anybody got a net zero target in their business? I know it's easy for politicians to say it'll all be fine by, you know. Do you, do you have a target internally? You do, Dex. I mean, for, for us, it's very straightforward. We're not a large organisation, so we do have that um, policy in place. Um, but also, you know, we are working with lots of different shapes and sizes of, of organisation, and we are... Um, seeing much more of a move to active commitment and breaking down those goals into very, very um, precise segments. So um, both individually within the firm that I look after, but also across the Forbes Technology Council and more broadly, that shift is definitely happening. Good. So measurable things. Giles, you don't have a net zero. No, I don't, I don't necessarily think there is a, a necessary. I think it's, it's something we want to aspire to, absolutely. But I don't think it's something in the company mission or vision that uh, that's part of it at the moment. But uh, perhaps that's actually something that should change. Uh, but we are trying to do our part. It is part of the social mission of the organisation. So you know, we get our reminders every week to do any carbon footprint tracking that we need to. Uh, and you know, everybody plays their part in doing so. Thank you. And Matt, um, do you have any net zero? I mean, you're in such a different business, really. I don't know that you can say that, really, can you? I, th I think because we ultimately we are still party governments, you know, that we're part of the agenda to obviously address this um, by 2030. I think we have more of a, a social mission to, to educate um, our supply chain um, and our investors to, to try to buy into that commitment with us jointly so that we can have that fourfold um, impact. And that's kind of where personally I keep trying to drive it. Um, and I know the rest of the board do as well. Well, I, th I think you're all, all um, I think everybody agrees that it's a good thing. Everyone's conscious of sustainability, but you're all trying to do things in terms of supply chains, including everybody, taking advantage of baby boomers as well as Gen Z. And uh, you all would like to see a bit more governance and regulation. But uh, thank you all very much. Very interesting to hear what you're all doing about sustainability. And thanks for joining us from afar, Matt. We think you're out of space somewhere. <laughs> no, I wish. But I haven't got my ticket yet. <laughs>